And yes, we are recording. Recording in progress. Ah, ba ba Tuesday, April fourth, twenty twenty three, at three twenty nine p.m. Eastern time. And guys, as always, if you want to support the podcast, you're watching on Rumble. Click that little red button. That's locals. That's like Rumble's version of Patreon. You can go support the show for a couple bucks a month, get exclusive content, promo code Tommy, whatever. Or, and I have, everyone that watches the show knows, before I did the show, I taught myself graphic design, and I have resurrected all those designs and reopened the merch store, so if you want, like, a hoodie or something. And so I'm grabbing all the ones I have that I haven't worn in, like, a year. I'm just going to cycle through them. And this one is, uh, this one's Snoop Loops. This, this one's just, uh, this one's just Snoop Dogg made of Snoop Loops. Is there a deeper meaning to it? Absolutely not. It's just Snoop Dogg composed entirely of Fruit Loops. There doesn't need to be meaning to it. Buy the sweatshirt, support the podcast. Miss Holly Renee, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So Good. I'm so glad. What all are we getting in here getting into today? Actually, before that, just introduce yourself to everybody. Hi everyone. My name is Holly Renee. I'm a professional psychic medium. And I teach people how to connect into the higher realms easily and safely and ethically. Let's go into that. I have an interesting world. I have an interesting life, an interesting job, career, business, all of it. Let's get into that second point, safely. Which one? Safely. Yeah. Safely. I've been meditating every day since 2008 and okay. done psychedelics a handful of times and they've been very, mm-hmm. they've shaped my life dramatically. Um, but yeah, very, I'd never thought about, I guess because I've been meditating for so long, I'd never thought about it till years later. You know, every once in a while you hear a comment like, do it safely. Be careful what mm. you're, I'm like, I've always just had glowing experiences, but I suppose if you are leaving this realm or plane of consciousness to find peace or angels or God, that would imply there's an inverse. Can you maybe go into that? Yeah, Totally. I would love to go into that. I That's the one thing I teach everybody the most is the safety part, the protection, because I always say I never want to create fear around this, but I also know, I mean, I've seen it all. I've seen it with my physical eyes. I've seen it with my third eye. It's real. And at the end of the day, I always say that the spiritual realm is kind of like the human realm. Not everyone has and everything has your best intentions at heart. And um, I think it's just important that people are mindful of what and who they're connecting into and how they're doing it. Because, I mean, and intention is everything. Like you were saying, well, I meditate. It's always, you know, whatever. Well, if your intention is to, you know, go in for good and to connect and see what you see, and then I think that's the outcome you're going to get. What I see happen is people will get those Ouija boards or they'll, you know, get all the stuff and they're like, I'm going to connect with this person that's haunting this house. And it's like, you don't even know what you're messing with. You don't know who you're talking to, especially people who are doing it professionally. I can't tell you how many clients I've worked with where I'm like, are you putting in protection before you start your sessions? And they're like, no. And I'm like, what do you mean? No, you're channeling. You have no idea what you're talking to. If you have no intention behind, behind that. There's got to be this is like a really bad example, but when I was like 12 or 13, me and my, this is so like, I was born in nineties. This is like 03, 02. And me and my friends, which little middle schoolers with bull cuts and braces, we'd get on like, you know, AOL chat and talk with each other about what, who knows, just dumb as shit. But I remember we used to like love going into chat rooms 
mm-hmm. where it was clearly a bunch of what we now know are bots. But at the time, right. we thought it was all these like, you know, as all age sex location. And it was like, and this was like, even the idea of like stranger danger on the internet still wasn't really like a thing then. It right. was just like, it's the internet. If somebody says they're 15, they're 15. It's like they could <laughs> truly be anyone and anything. And we would go in there and we'd be like, oh, we're just we're just a bunch of underage boys. And then after like 10 minutes, we'd be like, this is the FBI, like stick up. And like, I remember we told our teacher and she was mortified. She's like, there are actual predators on there who want to like physically find you. And we thought we were doing the Lord's work. (laughs) Granted, we had a combined age less than the age I am now. But the point is, is like something like this house is haunted. I'm going to go find the, the demon spirit. And it's like, it might not be like Halloween, LOL, it's a witch. Like it could truly be like the the pit of hell. Well, and I think, I mean, and to be honest, my belief system is that we're living in hell. I kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm warming up to that. No pun intended. I'm, I'm warming up to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, because think about the mind, right? So we have all of our thoughts and we think that the thoughts that we think are our thoughts, when I truly believe our thoughts are just a collective state of thoughts. And then we grab onto them and we choose whether they're our truth or not. Okay. And so then what your beliefs are who you are. Hmm. And so I think that the thoughts is a clear indication of like what you're connecting into and what you're not. So I teach the Holly Renee method. It's definitely not my method, but I call it that with my students. And it's where you connect to the higher realms, but through the thoughts. But it can get a little bit tricky for people because they're like, yeah, but how do I know if I'm connecting to my higher self or I'm connecting to the ego or anything else? You know, and this is where you have to be really like discerning on the thoughts that you're thinking and the thoughts that you're hearing. And you can always tell what is for your highest good and what's not. And so this is how you kind of be mindful of like, okay, what am I connecting into? And is it serving me or is it not? And it's not just like I'm intentionally connecting to talk to the higher realms, but like in life, when you're thinking about things and you're thinking about stuff that's draining your energy or it's pulling from you, you could even say that that's something that's not of your highest good trying to take your power in some form or fashion does that make sense it does it's like um yeah you always kind of see those memes on instagram just kind of like basic white girl stuff like you know like i'm not going to give energy to that but i mean there is i think there is like real there is some power to that and your your mind your state of consciousness truly is like the only sovereignty you have Right. I mean, things are relatively okay. I'm a white straight male from an upwardly mobile family. I'm my own boss. I live in a city in the United States in 2023 and it's safe and I have food, water and shelter. Like it's pretty it's pretty good. But the only real control I have, because sometimes life can up, you know, I was just telling you beforehand graduated December 2013 got in medical school dating the girl in my dreams was in great shape it was like fucking world to my oyster four months later right after I decided I didn't want to go I lost a brother to suicide and it's like how much is really under my I just spent four years getting into this medical school I threaded the needle and I got in to this like coveted position and then the whole monopoly board just flipped over so the point is is your your consciousness is your only sovereignty and 
when I meditate every day, and it's really something I've been trying to do probably in just the last couple months, is not not move towards the good and the happy and move away or resist the sad and the anxious and the mad. But instead look at that as a polarity in that by choosing one, you are committing to eventually having to do the what goes up must come down. And instead I've tried, been trying to back away from the whole thing entirely and be like, oh, wait, step out of the yin and the yang. It doesn't always have to be good and then bad. Like, what if you just removed yourself entirely? So the idea of, like, are these thoughts draining? Yeah, it, you can you can give energy to it. Are we going into World War Three? Was the pandemic a bioweapon? Is the banking system collapsing? You know, it's like those could all be real things. But right now, I'm sitting in a room chatting with you. It's raining outside. I can hear the cars going through the water. Nothing else. I just heard a bird. Where's all the bad? Where is it? Well, the war's coming and the dollar's dropping in. Okay. Where is it? Right. I don't see it. I don't know where I was going with that. Well, I think the biggest thing is it's a state of mind and it's happening everywhere. There's so, because our perception of what is, is going to be different than a perception in another place, in another country or another. And what can happen is we drown in the past or the future. But the importance is like being here and now, because when you do like not dive into either side and you become the observer of your thoughts of your emotions of your life you're not in it anymore it's kind of like becoming the eagle you know you fly above so that way you can see it so that way you can actually intentionally attack it in a way that is i would say your higher self so this is where we get into like connecting to your higher self working with your higher self because the ego or that side of things is going to be more of like logically oh my god the world's ending right everything bad is happening we're screwed in a couple months everybody run th- sell your houses sell your money buy the gold buy the silver i'm not saying you shouldn't do that but what i'm saying is that the higher self is like honestly though why are we even preparing for things when we can just be i don't know see no, i say no, that I but you. then i'm like i mean we don't want to not prepare but it's like you just said it's not yeah We're all a collective consciousness. So if all of us are focusing on the fear, which is, I think, what really uh, everybody wants, because when you're in fear, you're you're out of your power. You've now given all of your energy, all of your emotion to something else. You're not here. Right. Because if you're if you're in fear, then all of your energy is gone because you feel you have no control. When in reality, you're the power, you're the creator, you're the one it holds it all. And as soon as you give it to something else or you resist this or you resist that, you're just letting it all go. You're mm. letting go the one thing you can control. Mm. Yeah. Days like my my pre-podcast like ritual is like eight hours of sleep, go to the gym, cardio, weights, shower, 20 to 30 minutes meditation. And in the meditation, it's I try to go to like the space in between the thoughts, go back to just being. And then when I come out of it, I'm always like, let's just be grateful for one thing today. Like 
today is it was like, I'm not hungover. Well, why would I be? I didn't drink, but I was like, I'm not hung. I was like, how often are you just hungover going? I would give anything to not be hungover. I was like, <laughs> I'm not hungover. You know, my bed's made. I don't have to put away laundry today. I did it yesterday. Just little tiny baby things. And I just try to, but the point is, is so when I come into a podcast with that whole ritual under my belt, like nothing can bother me. I could have the most stressful guest and you're just kind of like, you know, you're just as Terrence McKenna said, it's like water beating up on a duck's back. You just let it off you. Versus days where you didn't hit the gym or you didn't meditate or you didn't sleep enough. That's analogous to fear. You're susceptible. You're right. And it's because before you're feeding yourself. Hmm. I think that like the society has told us like we constantly need to be like giving to everybody else. But in reality, you know, they say like you can't give unless you're cup. You can't give when your cup's empty or whatever yeah. the saying is. Like it's really true. But then if people are like, oh, but I'm gonna tend to myself, then they're like, oh, but I'm selfish. Mm. But you going to the gym, you're taking care of your physical vessel. You meditating, you're taking care of your mind, right? Yeah. And then you l- l- observing your emotions. You're you're allowing those to kind of be where they are. Because we have different aspects of us, the spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. And so if you can take care of yourself in all those different ways, you then create the power of yourself and then mm. nothing can move you. But people who skip that stuff or they don't think it's important or they put other people's needs in front of their own, they're usually bitter or they're resentful or they're pissed off or they're easily frustrated. You, like, you can see the difference between people who fill themselves up and then they're able to overflow that gotcha. or people who are literally running from nothing. And there is kind and of... Un- the... Sorry, go on. Well, it's just unfortunate because a lot of the times people are doing it and they don't even realize... They don't even realize what's going on. And then they want to blame everybody else. Yeah, the ego's there. The ego's like... I'm not given enough. I should be suffering. I should, you know, it's the self-flagellation of, you know, I haven't had sex in 10 years and I eat one peanut a day and I'm, you know, rail thin. I'm on the top of a mountain meditating. It's like, as Ram Dass said, like, celibacy doesn't, like, make you holier. He's like, now you're just horny and holy. Like, what what are you doing? Um, Like, right after my brother died, I was like, I got a fucking... I took like that pre-med mindset and I was like total war. I'm going to, I started a nonprofit corporation and I was like, I raised a bunch of money and like donated to mental health. I was like, I'm going to go to fucking war with this thing. And in hindsight, I realized that was like my own way of transferring. It, that was like, it was a, in a way it was a punching bag. But the point is, is I did that and I wanted to do it for like 10 years. And I only made it like a year and I had just broken down so much as a person. I didn't have a goal. I got into medical school and decided I didn't want to go. So I was just kind of doing nothing. I was not, I didn't want to talk to anyone about it. I didn't want to talk to my family about it. I didn't want to look under the... Because the thing about suicide as opposed to like an untimely death is suicide implies you could have probably done more. Whether or not that's true, you'll never know, but that, that splinter is always in your brain. I didn't want to open that box. I didn't want to look under the bed. And so it just crept up on me of, okay, now I need a smoke pot every day. Now I need a drink every day. Now I need Adderall to wake up. Now I need Xanax to go to bed. And, you know, fuck working out. Fuck dieting. What's McDonald's anyway? And the next thing you know, you're 70 pounds overweight. You have no basic hygiene. You're unemployed. You're an asshole to everyone. And now you also can't do the charity. And when Mm. you look at the charity, you go, I'm doing this all on my own. No one. And it's become... You, you you grow to hate it versus 
I moved home in 2016. I did therapy for five years, lived with my parents for five years, which is brutal, 26 to 31, but eventually moved out. Lost most of the weight, still trying to lose it, but I do love ice cream. Doing the podcast, working, and now from a place of taking care of myself, making sure I can pay the bills, making sure I have savings, making sure that I'm constantly upgrading and and trying to stay on top of it. Like, am I being the best host I can be? Am I pushing the limits of guests? And then, without even thinking about it, it dawns on me that it's like, oh, 16,000 people subscribe to the show. I could interview veterans and talk about suicide prevention. And now, without even thinking about it, by loving myself and taking care of myself, I'm reaching an audience of 16,000 people versus throw everything at the charity. What, maybe you raised a couple bucks that went to, you know, 15,000 bucks, but like a clinical trial for a drug is like a billion dollars, so I maybe paid for like 40 minutes of research. Yeah, it's a it's a paradoxical thing. If you love yourself, you can love others. Yeah. And it's something that we are told, but I don't think that it's really taught on the how or the importance of it. You mm. know, we can't we can't do good unless we're connected in with ourselves, with mm. our one true source, you know, whatever that looks like for everybody. And this is why I talk about connecting with the higher realms because it allows you to be able to kind of embody that higher self in whatever way that looks like. And when you do that, when you're connected into that source, it's more of like, what do I need to do? You know, like someone asked you to go to a party. What's, you know, you connect with yourself. It's not just like, oh, I better go because if I don't, they'll be upset because then you're going against you. And every time you do that, you're like, you're, you're creating this distrust with self. And when you don't have trust within yourself, you're not going to have trust with anyone else. Your oh. internal world is reflecting what's going on outside of you, you know? So like if if you're feeling miserable inside, you're going to attract or see situations that will continue that that thought process or that habit. So the more you're focused on other people, the more you're going to feel like other people are focused on other things but you. Mm. So it's like this idea that just continually becomes this like, it's tough. It's a really hard thing to get yourself out of because again, we're told it's selfish to focus on self when in reality, that's the first thing you should do because then you know best whether it's like going back to if somebody's like, hey, you know, let's go on this trip or let's go out tonight. You can tap in with yourself and your higher self and say like, do we really need to go? Is this something that yeah. I really want to do? Is this something that's going to serve me? Yeah. And you'll get an answer, yes or no. And then you have to choose whether you do oh, it yeah. and that's the human free will you know yeah that was always me in college is like i would go out and just get like blasted with my friends and i was like this is what we do we're 22 year old men at a party school in southern georgia like this is what and it wasn't until like probably my junior or senior year that i even started to play with the idea of like just because this is what everyone does doesn't necessarily mean it's good for me. Not even like, oh, this is bad and you're all bad. It was like, I remember one time, like all my buddies, it was at the end of like a long week. I had like four tests, genetics, physiology, whatever the fuck. And we were in Athens, Georgia. And they're like, we're going to the game in, in South Carolina, in Columbia or whatever. It's a five hour drive and going there. And I just remember thinking like, we're going to drive up there. There's going to be 100,000 college students. I'm going to spend what little money I have. We're going to get fucked up. You know, you end up sleeping on some couch in some dorm room, a friend of a friend. 
you're gonna you know it's they're not gonna have the air conditioner as low as you like it and you're not gonna be able to you know roll you just do whatever you want you're gonna be in someone else's house then you're gonna have to wake up and go to the football game you're gonna get sunburned and i just i was like i i'm not gonna go i i, I wasn't confident enough to say i don't want to do this you know obviously i made up some lie i'm like i don't feel good but like of all nights in college that's one of the ones i remember most fondly because it was just me in my apartment and i think i did end up getting like a little bit of weed not even a whole lot of alcohol just like maybe like 140 ounce beer or something and i just remember like i can like see it right now i just remember sitting in like a big overstuffed chair and was like i can go to bed whenever i want i'm gonna wake up whenever i want and like that was this moment of and i remember all texting me dude how come you didn't come why you i just remember thinking like that's not my fault like if i don't want to go like that's fine like yes. I don't want to and like I still look back on that night a decade later not partying I'm like that night where I sat at home in pajamas I'm like oh it like warms my heart think even now it's putting a smile on my face and like but again we're taught that it's we're taught that it's selfish and I think that to tie back into like the higher realms I think that is like an evil spirit or a self-hating spirit because it sees you trying to do something. It knows if you love yourself that you're going to be able to love others. But what else would a demon do? Would get right in your ear and be like, you selfish fuck. What are you doing loving right. yourself? That, that, like, that's evil. That's, those are the thoughts, right? And then people will be like, fuck, you're right. <laughs> oh my God, I am selfish. I, I should have went. And then they go yeah. down this downward spiral. And again, power gone, just yeah. like that. So the more you choose you, the more you trust you. Right. And then you can kind of move forward in life where it's like, if I upset you, I'm so sorry, but it's not my responsibility to dim myself or make myself quieter or do what you want me to do because you don't know how to emotionally regulate yourself. I don't know what to say. Yeah. And and like that maybe doesn't apply if like I'm in like a 15 floor apartment building. I'm on the fifth floor. And like, let's say there's a fire and there's like I know there's like an 80 year old woman on the top floor. I don't know if that like applies to be like, you know what? It's just it's not my vibe to go help her out of her apartment. Like, no, 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 that's bad. Go, go help the woman. You are an able-bodied man. Go help. It doesn't, it's not carte blanche, right? Right. But, it, but it's just <laughs> like, like in the airplane when they say you should put your mask yeah, on before, before you, you can help, help others out. so that you have oxygen. Yeah. yeah. It's because you can't do shit for anybody if you're depleted. Yeah. If you have oxygen on, it's like you can wake up one person and they can wake up and then it's just exponentially and like that, you can kind of get the whole plane back versus like, I really shouldn't put on this mask. It's very rude of me. What am I doing? What? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll just I'll just die of hypoxia now. And it's that's what a lot of people do. I mean, not literally, but it's a very it's kind of literally, literally, figuratively, and literally. Well, yeah. I mean, people think. I mean, unfortunately, people will stay in relationships for a long time mm-hmm. out of you know fear, or you know, it's it, it, we will do things over and over and over. You know, I continue to drink way too much coffee, knowing that it's just destroying <laughs> my everything. You know, but it's like we just don't it. We aren't taught to put ourselves as a priority, and I think that's changing though. I do. I feel like as a collective. A lot of people are waking up to this idea of like, wait, I can pick myself. This is weird. You know, like, oh, I can set up boundaries. Um, you know, like yeah. it's okay to piss people off, those types of things. And it's not even like we're doing it intentionally, sure. but if you're living for you and if people can't respect that. 
then it's 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 like the deal with the glasses meme. It's like it's not it's not really not my fault. And again, that doesn't. It's not like you know what I'm just not going to go to my little brother's wedding. Just not vibing with it. It's like no, asshole. <laughs> like you're in the you're in the fucking wedding party. Like you're part of the ceremony. You can't again. you can't not show. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know limitations. But that is a thing, right? You can kind of explain yourself, and you don't even owe an explanation. Um, you really don't. <laughs> that's like another level of it. Is like first you're like it's okay if they get angry at me for not going to the party. You know, but I'm going to tell them that I'm just really not feeling it and I've been meditating a lot and I want to love my... You don't even have to... And then there's like this step after that where you're like, I don't know anyone's shit. Like, you know, if I get rejected, if I get rejected at a bar or something, the girl doesn't have to explain to me. It's just, hey, no. All right, no. If it, if I email a guest and they say, you know, flattered by the uh, flattered by the invite, unfortunately, I'm going to have to pass it this time. They don't have to say, hey, it's because I looked at some of your episodes and I think you're, uh, you know, I think you're insane and I don't want to be associated with... They just say... Unfortunately, I have to pass it this time, and you go, all right. You don't do not owe me an explanation, and that's like the next level of self love is. How come you're not going? Yeah, just don't want to go. The end. Right. Fuck off. Done. Right. And I mean, you still like, and of course, like you said, there's things in life that, like, <laughs> even if you don't want to do it, you do do it because, you know. But you that's care about that's people. love. You do it because it's like family or something. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But it's not because you feel pressured or whatever the case is. I don't know. I just think it's important that us as a collective put ourselves first more because it will allow you to be your best self. Mm. It allows you to be because even if you take even if a few months you really are saying no to a lot of things that you're like, I, I maybe should go, but I genuinely can't go. But if you dedicate, I like to say self-devotion instead of like self-discipline because i feel like discipline is very like harsh You're like puritan like you yeah, will work the like, fields you will suffer oh, for god yeah 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 no so i like self-devotion because you create this like devotion to yourself and then at that point it's like when you fill yourself up enough and you get into that place you're able to you're literally able to then give with overflow and i think the reason why this is so important for me in my life and to talk about it in general is because for what I do, right? Like my entire business is channeling for people. It's it's mentoring other healers who are also channeling and doing things like that. And when we're working from a depleted state, we can't really be our fullest self. We can't mm. we can't actually be our best self for anyone. Mm. That's it's, there's kind of like a like a meta theme when you were like people are waking up to this. I think about that a lot. I'm like, oh, like I've, you know, over the last couple of years, I started the podcast in December 2019. So I've gone on three years of, oh, putting myself first has made me like a better person, a better son, a better brother, a better friend, whatever. And then you're like, well, I got to let other people know about this. And then that kind of comes back to the whole dichotomy of self-love versus draining yourself when i see other people not loving themselves i'm like i gotta convince them to love them and then i'm like no i don't like no you don't there's not right. you can maybe gently nudge them and if they seem receptive say a little more but it's like not my job to prosthetize and be like love yourself like if somebody finds this podcast like this episode and it just washes up on the shore of your consciousness and it's then it works like cool but it's, I'm not going to be taking out 
like Times Square billboards, like, breaking. Holly says, love yourself. Like, get the fuck on it. Wake up. Like, that's not my, that's not my job either. Right. It's just being an example, I think. When you're the example, then people are like, oh, wow, what are you doing? What's different? And you can feel the energy change. Oh, thousand percent. I used to be someone who just, oh my God. I would just work, 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 work. All My whole life was just building a business. That's all I cared about. I, I mean, I cared about other things, but it was very my main focus, all I d- identified with. And then I stepped back and had this big moment in my life last summer where I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like, what is going on? You know, I'm giving everything to something and I'm being left with nothing. I'm being left completely depleted, stressed, you know, all of this stuff. And then I rallied and started to get my shit together and you can just tell people started being like what's what's different what's going on and you just become the example you just you know people will ask what's different what's what happened you know and you just say i started to actually care about myself i started to say no when i felt like i couldn't do it you know and it's just something that i think if more people could tap into this it's really a lot easier than people think it really is Oh, no, life is, if if you get into it and, like, stay disciplined or devoted to it, like, it, life can get a lot, lot easier. As Alan Watts said, he was like, if you dig this world, it's such a simple quote and it's not profound, but I love it. If you dig this world, life can be a marvelous time. And, like, yeah, this thing can either be fucking boot camp i gotta build the business we're all fucked run to the woods stack ammo china's coming it's like that's you can do that that is that is one of the options on the menu of this incarnation you can do that and i don't know why you would but maybe you like it and whatever go for it you can also find like zen and peace and 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 self-love like that's also one of the options on the menu that doesn't mean that there aren't concerns, right? Despite the meditation and the love, you, you do got to be like, all right, you know, my tank is full of gas. Like, I can leave this place if I have to. <laughs> like, you know, you, you should. Like, right. I'm like, Logic all right. I'm like, okay. Like, I, it's like I have ammunition. I'm like, if the shit hits the fan, like, I can get out of here. Like, <laughs> you are still here. Like, I'm like, all right, the water, I do have water. Right? We're, we're good. Like, this is still part of it. But um, what I want to pull that back into is, so, like, what you're doing as a job, how does that affect it, that it's your it's your livelihood? Does that affect the... Does that affect the love for it? Does that affect the sincerity of it? Does it... I don't know. Does it... Does the veneer kind of wear off? Or is it the opposite? Does it... Does it... I've talked... I talk nonstop, as you can tell. I never shut the fuck up, and I never have my whole life. I was kind of worried when I started the podcast. I'm like, this might make me hate talking to people if it's a job. It's on the opposite. I've grown to love it more. What has it done for you? So it's funny you ask that because this is a fine line that I think a lot of people find um, in my industry. Um, For me, I am obsessed. Like uh, my favorite thing, if I could just channel all day long and just give like advice to the collective and to the world, that would be just everything. I really, really love to do that. And so for me, it's really made life better. I've loved it even more. I can say, though, that when I was in, see, this is the thing, when it comes to connecting to the higher realms and doing it as a job or doing it as like psychics or whatever it is, you know, there's that fine line between 
am I doing this out of devotion or connection for the ego? Mm. Or am I doing this for the sacred channeling, the sacred messages of source? Mm. And that's the fine line is a lot of people fall into, especially in my industry, a lot of people fall into, and I did myself, of, oh, I'm doing this because... You know, of course, yeah, we we intentionally, it was never intentional, right? My intention was always good and pure. But when it, you get kicked into survival mode where it's like, this is a business now. This is how I create I my income. Bills. This is, <laughs> yeah, this is how I do my thing. That and it being online, it's really easy for people to fall into the likes. I'm doing this because it's cool to say I connect to the galactic uh... or it's cool to say that I'm a psychic, right? It's it's cool if I'm known as like the medium or I have, you know, whatever it is. Like, like share and subscribe if you want enlightenment. Right. And so then at that point, though, you're in service to the ego. Uh, you're not in service to spirit. You're not in service to source anymore. Yeah, you may be channeling source, but I mean, like, so you there's a big fine line there. And so for me, I was just so in when I started getting um, business really started to shift for me. So I was doing it, doing it, whatever. And when I decided to go in the direction of teaching people how to develop their own gifts, my business really took off. I created like um energy healing modalities, working with the angels and the galactic realms. I created a lot of courses on how to tap in and make it easy and blah, blah, blah. It My business started to really take off. And so I was like, this is awesome. And I started pumping out tons of stuff and it was really cool. But also it became, it became like, oh, I hit X amount of dollars this month. Next month, I'm going to hit this. And, yeah. this. and it became more of like, Corporate spreadsheet. Focusing on the money, focus, focusing on like the strategy and like very, are you familiar with like divine masculine, divine feminine mm -hmm. energy? So it became very, I was very like, in my like, masculine. Like that, the dominator ego. I'm going to fucking just, crush like, this. Going. Yeah. I'm just going and going. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. And then I had this breakdown where I was like, what the fuck am I? Like, I have completely lost all sight. You know that when you have like 30 people readings to do in a week and you're like sitting down, you're like, I got to get done with this as quick as possible. Like something's That's not, wrong. yeah. That's right? not good. Yeah. So that's where, like to answer your question, that's, it, it got to a point where I was so burnt out. So I had to take a little break specifically from like readings. But then when I came back, to doing more personal readings, it's now completely different. And it's it's every single day, you have to check your ego. Hmm. You have to check what are my intentions? What's the intention of posting this? What's the intentions behind, you know, recording this video? What's the intention behind, um, you know, calling people out? Am I doing this because my ego feels good? Or am I doing this because I genuinely want people to kind of look at things differently? Yeah. So it's, it's, um, I have a real love for my work, yeah. a lot of love for my work. Um, and also you have to be mindful of, of what am I, what am I in service to mm. at this time? And even that is sort of practicing what we're preaching of like, it's also not bad to make money, right? There's yes. sometimes we have yeah, this whole, it's, it's the ego thing. Sometimes we're all, it's like, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be making money. It's like, hey, that's a noble thought. Like, how, if you're not, who, who's paying? Who's paying for the? Who's, who's turning the electricity on? Who's who's buying right. it? Who's buying it there? And, and like, that's a big one in my in what I do because I've been told before, like you shouldn't be charging shouldn't be for your gifts and everything else. Bad. 
But the thing is, is for me, like I post on YouTube, I do readings for like, I do free stuff. And if people want their own personal thing, and whether it's my business or anyone's business, that's like a normal thing. You're not going to call some CEO and be like, Hey, can I have a free call with you today? He's going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. 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 Good luck. Yeah, good luck calling Tony Robbins and being like, hey, I know you just finished training Bill Clinton and Elon Musk. Could you show me how to clean my room? Yeah, he'll be like, yeah, $500,000. That's what makes the world go around. So even that is, it comes back to the balance of like the like the masculine and the feminine. It's like, yes, do it from love. Do it from a good place. There's also nothing wrong with making some money and being like, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to fucking buy a new TV. Like, that's cool too. That's part of life. Yeah. And if you reject that, you're going to grow to resent everything that's making you reject it. And then eventually it's all going to come out at once. You're going to have some midlife crisis where you buy 10 TVs and 10 cars. And it's coming regardless. Like, I have to take a day off every week. I've gone weeks where I try to, like, I don't need a day off. A day off's a week. Okay, go a couple weeks without a day off. It eventually bursts through. And some, like... Uber Eats, McDonald's, just get fucked up for 72 hours, like missed calls. Like it is coming out. So every week instead, it's just like a little release valve. Like, yeah, order like a slice of pizza and maybe get like a six pack and unwind a little bit. But to me, I'm like, it's it's coming out regardless. So make the money because if you don't, you're going to end up being broke and pissed off. And then now we're back to step one of now you're not helping anybody. And right I want to go back to what you're saying. So in a way, this has sort of been like a fine honing of your own passion for this is like, how much do you really love it? And then you go through the ringer of how much of it's from ego and the spreadsheet and I'm going to get this many followers and how much of it is love. And if you had never make made it a business, could you really argue that your passion was that strong because you never went through the ringer? Like, it doesn't you're it's all about being put to the test like what is your medal like can you actually you can sit back and be like i'd win that fight versus like go get in the fight so what you were saying about that i I really do connect with like this podcast is whenever i find myself being like i just can't wait for this one to be over because i got two more i gotta do and then i got a couple more i gotta do this week and i'm like you've you're putting out shit content now stop it and you're like, oh, how many views did I get on this one? And oh, what guests could I have to get this many views? I'm like, that's not, no. The best ones are the ones where you stop looking at the views and you just kind of lose yourself in the conversation. And then you look at it and you're like, huh, that one got 10 times as many views as everything else. Why? Because you just stopped and just let it flow. And yeah, how many numbers am I have? How many viewers are watching? Attached. How many viewers are watching me and Holly now? What am I doing? I don't right. fucking know. I have no idea. Yeah. That's... Yeah, and it's it's so interesting because I go even deeper into the fact that like all the things that I went through has led me to a place where through that process, especially because I'm connected to the higher realms, I'm connected to that. My I feel like my whole life, I'm just constantly learning about like, how can I grow more from this? Like, what is this teaching me? And I think that if more people could use this this thing here that what I'm about to say to improve their life, it could change everything. It's, it's questioning and it's questioning in a way that the universe has to respond back. So why is this happening to me? What is it? What clarity do I need to be able to move through this? And if I didn't go through the things that I went through, 
in my business before my business with the failing businesses before, you know, like all of this stuff has led me to this space now where I'm creating this brand that is meant to help people. But if I didn't go through the things I went through, I wouldn't know how to help them um, in the way that I meant to help them. Does that make yeah. sense? No, a thousand percent. So it's like, even though it's been, you know, difficult, the, the the process is up and down and it's hard. And there were moments where I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. It's so embarrassing, you know? But at the end of the day, I have that awareness to say, okay, well, this is what you shouldn't do. Well, invitation, never an obligation. But it's it's interesting because we can talk or look at like all the shit that sucks, you mm -hmm. know, all the stuff that's like where we hold guilt or shame or whatever and know that like in those spaces, that's where we need to forgive ourselves the most. And when you forgive yourself, then you can see and understand like, oh, this happened for my own evolution, for my own growth. And you can either choose to grow from it or you can choose to just Flounder. live with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I yeah, like it, it never works. Like you can't really offer advice to a friend or someone who's in like a depressive rut if you haven't, right? There's all like the cliche, I'm here for you, dude. If you ever need something, just call me. Versus like if you've right. really been in like a suicidal rut, you know the last thing you're ever going to do is call someone. You just don't want to be a burden to anyone. You're like, right. like when I was suicidal, I was like, how could I kill myself and like not bother anybody? <laughs> like it was like, I just, I don't, you know, it's like that meme where that guy drove himself. He accidentally. He's at a construction site and he like something misfired and he accidentally the nail gun shot into his heart and he like drove himself to the ER because quote I didn't want to bother anybody <laughs> and it's like people are like I vibe with that like I don't I just didn't <laughs> want to bother but that's what that's it what is I mean. yes so, so like you can't even that I look at it as like that was necessary that was a learning step so when I have a friend or a sibling or a cousin or whatever the fuck who like needs someone to talk to. You don't do the, well, if you need to talk, instead you broach it because you know they're not going to reach out to you in that right. mindset. And then what I always do is I try to just lower the bar lower than they could imagine. I'm like, hey, man, you, you seem kind of depressed. I remember when I was really fucking depressed, I'd wake up and drink a bottle of NyQuil and uh, eat McDonald's and then drive around high and you know, just kind of wished I would die. They're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, it gets dark. And then they're like, they're like oh, my day wasn't that bad. They're like, I was just kind of sad. So by And even if my story isn't true, and it always is, unless like I have to fit. But it doesn't matter. The very fact you've said that, I'd be like, "Yeah, man." Like when I was in my most depressed state, like I didn't brush my teeth for a month, and my friend would be like, "That's gross." And I'd be like, "I know." Like, do you want to talk? And they'd be like, "Yeah, okay." And like, yeah, I do. You just kind of you you break the ice entirely. You'd be like, "Yeah, man, I know it's like to cry yourself to sleep for like a year on end." And they're like, "Jesus," <laughs> like, right? And then you get them to open right. up, and you loosen up, and but you couldn't do that without experiencing it directly. Right. Exactly. And depending on what like your mission is here. And I should, I always say that, but like, I feel again, your mission is really just to like find yourself. Yeah. But like, if you do feel like you're here for some type of purpose, most of the time, if you look at your purpose, you're going to be going through things that morph you into that space. A thousand percent. And it's like, it's like a truth you don't want to accept. You're like, you're like, oh, this is necessary for my growth. And you're like, it's painful. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah fucked hard. It sucks. It's really hard. Evolution is tough, especially if you choose to do it. Like yeah. If you choose to do it consciously, it is not easy. That's why most people don't. They'd rather just... Just float. And it's... Right. But at the end of the... Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's like dieting. It's like, well, I'm going to bed hungry. I'm not full yet. That's how you lose weight. And it's like, all right. 
and it's like it 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 converts. Yes, your your hunger and pain is now converted into weight loss, and like your pants fit better and it feels better. You're like, oh, cool. Not fighting that and indulging and eating until you're full. Like, okay, but you know, don't be surprised when you notice the double chin or something. And it's like, oh, like there's no Terrence McKenna. It's like the the the, the truth. The real thing about life isn't isn't finding the answer. It's facing the answer. Mm. You get find the answer yeah. now. It's it's so easy to be like I'm trying to find the answer. What happens when you finally find the answer? What happens when you get to the top of the mountain and slay the dragon and talk to the wizard? And the wizard's like, "Yeah, you uh got to learn to love yourself as you love others." Oh fuck! Because <laughs> until now you had just been like occupying all your time with I gotta find the answer. Well, now you have the fortune cookie. You're like oh shit, I actually gotta like. Here's the truth: like, you eat too much, you drink too much, and you don't sleep enough. Fix those things, and life will be better. You're like fuck. But I like not sleeping and eating McDonald's. <laughs> All right, no, I like but... my coffee. I don't yeah. want to stop. I love caffeine. Like, I fucking love it. And every day I'm like, oh, I should really stop. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. But Sorry. we don't. Well, no, but I think it's interesting because it also leads into like that. Why is this happening to me? And then shifting that to like, why is this happening for me? Mm. And then it goes even further to why is this happening because of me? Yeah. Because we really are like we have to take radical responsibility for who we are and what we do but it's easier again to blame it on something else yeah well with me it's like Eckhart Tolle is like uh it's like look at every scenario in your life and not even like what yeah like you said not why is this happening to me or even like you know how can I grow from this look at it as if you designed it like I go to the gym I have my own workout I'm never in there like, fuck, why am I? I'm like, I know exactly why I'm doing that because I'm looking at the numbers and I'm graphing it. I'm going, if I want to build this muscle and do that, it's going to take X amount of time. And no part of me is like, why do I have to be here? I'm like, I'm like, I walked here. No, I'm getting on the pull-up bar. No one's making me do this. Oh, yeah, because there's a, there's a bigger picture to it. So, like, look at these your own scenarios and not only is it happening for you, but, like, a dumbass, like, you, you designed the course. It's for you. Like you chose this incarnation on this planet as some weird kind of like bipedal homo sapien descendant with eyes and ears and there's an atmosphere and gravity and all that shit. It's all kind of backstory. You're here to learn something. Humility, uh, the inevitable acceptance of death, love today for what it is. World War III might be coming. Like, but yeah, but today's still cool. There are all these little lessons that go through the course, or like you have to repeat it. Yeah, I don't. Again, I don't really. I kind of just trail off talking sometimes, and just then okay. just stop. And I'm like, expect the guest to just pick up seamlessly. No, and I think it's just interesting just to open your mind in general. I just, it's, I don't know. This world is an interesting place. Scary. It's scary. I mean. It really is hell on earth, truly. I, let's, I will, let's go back to that, yeah. I will, We're in hell, right? I will talk about that for the rest of my life until I kill off. We yeah. are in hell. And there's kind of a beauty in that because you can only go up. Right. And people will say, what do you mean we're in hell? Like, you know, you may not be physically being in torture, you know, because the idea of hell is this physical Lake of torture. Fire, yeah. Right. But how many people on this earth are in suffering in their own mind? 
quiet I'd, suffering. I'd say there's probably like five people who aren't. And they're just some enlightened fucker out in a cave somewhere. Well, and, and anyone who, and this is where, again, back to like, I connect to the higher realms is because I was sick of living in a life of hell on earth. I was like anxious all the time. Mm-hmm. I I was stressed out all the time. I was unhappy, all of this stuff. And I was like, I literally cannot live like this anymore. And that's when I started like meditating. And I started to connect in in that way to try to help myself. And I've always had gifts. So I started to connect in with that as well. And it became an intentional desire to get out of that mental mm. state. But that's where it goes back into like, what if you thought of the thoughts as not your own? Because that's people are like, but I can't escape my thoughts. Well, they're not your thoughts. Mm. It's a collective state of thoughts that people are grabbing onto. And you're saying this is mine. And now you have become the I am. You're identifying. Just like when you have a fear come in. I'm scared. I am scared. You're now identifying with the fear. What if I'm experiencing fear? I'm experiencing these thoughts of fear. You aren't them. You're experiencing them. And when you identify by using I am, you now have become that and your reality will show you exactly that. So it's it's you have to learn how to get out of the matrix. You have to learn how to navigate hell on earth. And the way that you do that is through the mind, by freeing yourself, by moving yourself into places and positions that allow you to be the observer and not become the place because once you become it we all know when we downward spiral it's really hard to see the light yeah yeah down 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 right so if you can become the observer of all things which i know is difficult but if we can start with the mind and label what's the ego what's my highest truth what is it that i actually want to believe what is it that i actually know about life or about myself what are my core things because when you were born into this world, you weren't born thinking that you were, you know, dumb or unlovable or unworthy or not enough or not a hard worker or all of these things. You were told this in some way. And mm. so you took it on as your own. So if you can go back to that innocence, back to that space of like, this isn't actually who I am. This is what I was taught. I go, I always make the the joke of like, I grew up in a home where um, everybody loved the Broncos. So then I grew up, what's your favorite football team? Broncos. And then I become an adult and I'm like, first of all, I don't even care. Second (laughs) of all, what if I want to like the Chiefs, right? My husband was like, you're you're going to hell, lady. You can't like the Chiefs. We like the Broncos, right? But it was this big moment where I was like, the only reason why I've ever said I like this is because I've been told it my whole life. And it Uh... goes with every single thing. Every single thing that you do, every single, single thing that you think, It's something that was told to you at one time or an experience that you had that you're now creating as your own identity. Mm. So if you know that and you know that, oh, wait, that's not actually mine, you just let go of that. You know, it's taught a lot in the spiritual world right now and in self-development and things of like, we got to go and go back to to the time and, you know, sit with our inner child. And I think all of that stuff is important. But what I think is tough is when people are trying to reprogram the mind because they think that it's them when in reality if you can just come to the understanding that if you become the observer and you just choose what you want to think and what you don't and you catch it in the moment and choose a different way that's why we have free will and the more you choose the other way the more that becomes your new reality Hmm. that's why people who never go to the gym then they start going to the gym. Then they start loving the gym. They used to hate it. Now yeah. they like it 
They've yeah. shifted their perspective by their own free will choice. And that is the thing. People, again, life's happening to me. No, life's happening for me. And then life's happening because of me because I'm using my free will choice to choose the life that I want, even if it's hard. Hmm. So, which then comes to like, oh, we're not in hell by accident. It's not that we're in hell and it's like, fuck, I don't know how we found ourselves here, but, you know, we're in hell. And it's like, no, 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 like being in hell is forcing you to evolve and to be right. the better you, right? It's like being dropped in the middle of the forest with a broken leg. And it's like, right. no, this is a test. Like, what can you do? How can you fine hone your skills? How can you get out of this? Yeah. I always like to think of it like as a, we're like in a football stadium. So imagine like it's just you and your soul or you and God, whatever you, you want to do. Um, and I believe that we all have a spiritual team that can help us and assist us and guide us by certain things. Um, but no one can do it for you. So you're on this football field, right? And your spiritual team is all watching in the stands and your family, whoever supports you. And you're having to do all of this initiation. You're having to do all this work. But the whole time you're there and you're able to work like with your soul, you know, and as you get to the end, it's really difficult. But you end these cycles and these things. And this is where we have like, ancestral cycles being ended and, mm. and people, you know, changing the way they parent, changing the way that they build businesses, changing, you know, the world, really, we see so many people doing this. And we're, you know, it feels like it's isolating, it feels like it's hard, but we do have that support, but you have to choose whether you want to keep going, or if you want to walk off and just be like, enough's enough. Yeah, I always do like to imagine, like all of my like deceased aunts and uncles and grandparents and cousins and brother I always do like to imagine I'm like that they're just like fucking cheering me on and like they can't yeah, come onto the are. field they can't come onto the field that like that's that's a penalty but they're just watching you and they're like like you fucking got this and then you're like oh and then it dawns on you you're like oh eventually I get to go to the stands like eventually and then you're like oh like there is there is peace there is an ending like eventually you get to go get some popcorn and like hot dogs and just like cheer on right and it, and it makes it less scary. And then the more you think about it, you go, oh, this is just like a game. This is just like a training thing. It's not the end all be all. The whole universe doesn't doesn't sit on the balance of it's just you. You got to figure it out. And it's like, it's heavy, but it's not. Like it's very, like getting into medical school is very heavy. You got to have the GPA and the research and the letters of recommendation and the MCAT. It's like, it's very heavy. But at any time you can just say, yeah, I don't want to fucking do it anymore. I'm going to be an architect you're still on the same campus with the same buildings and all your friends that are in that pre-med hell, you can just go, yeah, I'm done now. I think I'm just going to go learn a skateboard. And it's like, it's heavy, right. but it's not. You can leave the gym. Like the gym is like a mile that way. I'm sure there are people in there suffering right now. I'm no longer, I was in there a couple hours ago. Now I'm just like, yeah, there it is. It's over there. Now I'm in pajamas now. Like you can do whatever you want. Right. I guess that is peaceful. And then it's also just like, yeah, so then, like, why is this hell? How could this be hell? Hell is supposed to be a lake of fire. Now, I've thought about this. I'm like, no, hell would, a real hell would be you don't think you're in hell. Like, that would be the real deception. It would be like, no, everything's good. Everything's good. You still got air conditioning. You're like, oh, I guess I'm not in hell. No, because once you're in hell, you acknowledge you're in hell. You kind of get into a fight mode, and you're like, "Let's fucking do this!" Like, there's nothing worse than not even knowing you should be fighting. You're like, "Oh, this is just how life's supposed to be." I'm sad and depressed, and life sucks, and you get old and die. Like, now that is hell. It's not knowing you're in hell. 
Uh, yeah. And if you don't know you're in hell, right, or if you don't know that you're in that state of mind, why would you ever fight to get out? Yeah. Because this is just so how things are. So that's where I believe even, like, if you never get out, I believe that's why we have reincarnation. And just repeat the class again and again and again and again. It's earth school. Fuck. And that's why we have people who incarnate to help us and try to lead us and show us what's possible here and show us what we can do. But again, we can only lead people to the water. We can't force them to drink it. So at the end of the day, you have to choose how badly do you want it? How badly do you want to to get out of suffering? Because hmm. that's what it is. We're just we're just in a mental suffering when we don't allow ourselves to even have a chance of peace of mind. But you don't even see the opportunity of a peace of mind if you don't give to yourself. And we go back to what we talked about at the beginning. If people don't know how to love themselves, why would they even want to make themselves feel peaceful? They don't even know how to ask the questions of how do I even get out of this space? Hmm. Because they don't even think that it's even possible. This is just life. This is just the way it is. Yeah, an animal born in a zoo has no, it can't yearn for like the open field. It's not like it has a memory of it. It was born there. Its parent was born there for like 10 generations. There's not even a hint of a memory of like running around an open field. You're just like, what is that? I don't even know what that is. Like, I just live in a zoo. Fat people come by and take pictures and I just, you know, clap my fucking fins together or whatever the fuck it is. And the end. That's hell. Unless Welcome. it figures out that it's in there and then it's like, now we're going to fucking break out. I got to go use the restroom. I do this every episode. Can you tell everybody where to find you and social media and links and that stuff and uh, hold it down? I'll be right back. Okay. Have fun in the bathroom. Okay, everyone. Hi. How's it going? Um, okay. You can find me in a few different places. I do have a YouTube channel. Um, it is Holly Renee or Home for the Healer. So you can just type up any of those. I'm on Instagram, Holly Renee. XO. I'm on TikTok, tick, TikTok as well. Same thing. And Facebook and all the things. But basically, I think that I'm going to give you some advice here. At the end of the day, my mission here is to really allow people to understand that you have so much more power within you and you can dedicate so much of your life and so much of your, your moments to consciously creating a life that you really want. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are preaching this stuff and they talk about it and they say, oh, you can do this and do that. And I think it's important. There are things that you can do and they're they're preaching, you know, proper things here. But the biggest thing is what what does your heart want? What is your soul desiring? What do you feel? What lights you up in your life? And you should follow that. And if you can tap into your inner compass by just connecting in with yourself, connecting with your higher self, your future self, spirit, God, angels, past loved ones, it literally doesn't matter. And just set the intention of, can I create a relationship to where I can easily say, you know, what's my next move? Which way should I go? And then allow yourself to be pulled in that direction. Um, even if logically it doesn't make sense, because most of the time it doesn't, this will increase your like ability to move forward in a place of peace. 
Welcome back. How was it? Thank you. It was fantastic. Yeah, another reason to be grateful. You know, it was a good bathroom break. I don't know how it would go bad, but it could go bad. Um, I mean, it, yeah, we it could, could go bad. It could go yeah. My toilet could have exploded. I mean, fuck if I know. So, um, kind of a weird segment, but so back to like the very beginning. <laughs> I, I was the... just telling them about connecting with themselves Beautiful. and the importance. I would, mm-hmm. I would hope. I just leave and you're like, I'm making all this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> you're like I work at Geico you're like fuck this podcast this guy has no idea what I'm doing <laughs> fuck, this, fuck this idiot <laughs> could you imagine that'd be hilarious I would I would slow clap if that was true if I left and you just like put the candle out oh, and you were God. just like go Broncos <laughs> I, know, I don't know why I keep bringing up football I don't know I don't give a sh- and neither do I I'm, I'm from New England I should like the Patriots and the Red Sox I'm like I guess I do like by proxy or something like right yeah like sure I like the Broncos yeah cool. like cool I'm sure they're good people like well even there it's, it's like the flag and I'm like I'm American and then you look at it and you're like America's been here for like 200 years the earth is like 4 billion years old like there's a point where this right. continent didn't even exist I'm like eh, I still like the colors I'll leave it up like, yeah, where are we? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess technically we're in America, um, but <laughs> technically we are in America. But you're bearing land straight, and it's like, all right, fucker, enough with the history. Going into meditation, mm. is it as simple as just rejecting evil? Because my my logic has always been, and it's based on nothing, and I think it's true, but I don't know, it just feels true. Is that like good spirits, God, angels, guardian angels, whatever, Jesus, Buddha, whatever you want to call it, the the good guys. My feeling has always been that you have to invite them in, that they're not going to, you know, it's like get real help is when you go get help. It's not, it's not when you're, it's not when you're checked in against your will to like a mental hospital. It's like when you go and you're like, I need help. I'm not good. That's, that's the real healing, right? It's when it's your own free will. And then, by definition of the fact that they're evil, I would imagine demons slip in there. They don't have your permission. There is no consent. They, and not even that is, you don't even know it's a demon. You think it's your own thought. They're like, it's selfish to love yourself. That What else would a demon do? Like, well, that's tricky. Yeah, what what do you think Satan would do? He's an asshole. Being tricky is the least of his. How do you protect yourself? Is it as simple as saying, like going into meditation, like I don't accept or I reject any intruding forces or do you have to constantly be on the defensive? So let me, let me go back to what you said, how we don't consent to the dark, to the shadow, to the low vibration, whatever you want to call it. Some people do. And that's, they're evil. Well, what if though, what if a thought that is not of your highest good you believe it would you say that's consent to the thought if you believe it so like um the idea so that like you should love you're yourself. lazy okay right and you say okay i shouldn't you're right that'd be selfish you've uh, now consented to uh, that i think that is consent yeah so that's the thing sneaky consent this but is... they got you it's the fine print. That's you didn't read point. it. You, you scrolled through. Yes, I agree to Apple's terms and services. Like You didn't read just, it. Exactly. Just like you said, if you knew you were in hell, you wouldn't want to be in hell. Mm. So, of course, they're not going to make it obvious. It's hell. <laughs> like, Are you that surprised? These thoughts. 
So when I say protect yourself, of course, intentionally, if you're opening up the realms and you're saying, I want to connect to the realms, <laughs> you want to be mindful to I'm connecting to the higher realms, you know, or whatever it is. And also we're consenting all day long when we're buying into this shit that's negative and that's not actually a, to our highest good. We are consenting to it. Um. The whole world has consented to it. The belief, the the collective that believes that putting yourself first is selfish, that is ran by the dark, if you will. Right? Wouldn't it, you say that? It's like it's like eminent domain when like the government offers to like buy your house because they want to put a highway in and then you say no and then they use government power and say, Well, we're just fucking kicking you out. And they're like, We can either put you up in a hotel, we can put you up in affordable housing, or we can buy you out for a million dollars and you go do whatever. And you're like, Well, million dollars does sound better than that and it's like no by even entertaining the options you've already surrendered how about no fuck off this is my house and like i've been here for 10 right. generations right. by simply believing and it always there's some humor in it and that whenever i think of like well you know i should know that i'm consenting right they should you know you have this idea of like there should be like a lawyer i don't, I don't like imagine like a lawyer with like a little halo he's just like going through the mm -hmm. contract and he's like here's the good here's the bad like, thank you but going through it yeah it's like well, that's what someone with your best interest would do. They would like, what, what did I do before the show? Hey, dude, this is how long it runs. Uh, I swear a lot. Uh, and it is live. You know, there's no sneaky. There's no, by right. the way, we're live. It's, no, it's, I let you, because I have my best interest. And I want you to, like, I want every guest to, like, oh, yeah, no, it's cool. Right? And I also tell every guest, if you ever want me to take an episode down, I'll do it. The idea of, well, the demon... The demon didn't say, hey, here's this self-defeating thought. I'm not enough. Nobody loves me. My parents aren't proud of me. My brothers don't like me. I'm a fucking bad person. You're like, I saw those thoughts, but the, the demon never said that those are his thoughts and not mine. It's like, it always comes back to this. The Nazi high command sold each other out. And when people are surprised by that, it's like, they're Nazis. <laughs> like, they killed six million people. They'll also sell out a friend, right? It's like if you're willing to nuke a city, they might also drop a tiny bomb. If the demon is, you know, some creature of darkness and hell and misery, it might not, you know, also let you know, hey, you're you're signing away your free will. Well, it's right. a demon. By the way, it's right now you're yeah, because when you're feeding into that, you're now creating that in your reality, and it becomes this cycle where you never can see past. And so, to answer your question. I feel like going into meditation, it's a space to hear and to understand things. In prayer, you're praying, you're asking for things. Mm -hmm. Meditation, you're listening. Yeah. And in meditation, of course, it's the intention, right? Um, I think I think there's a difference between protection and meditation, protection during your day and protection during like intentionally opening to channel for people, right? Like there's big differences there. Like if, if you're a psychic and you're opening up the realm to channel the higher realms or channel someone that's passed away, you you have to set protection in place to make sure that who you're channeling is the person you're intending to channel. So like I am only talking to the person who is this person. Right. So for me as a psychic, as a professional, I will say a prayer and ask for my protection team to come in. And then I'll set the intention. I'm setting the intention that I'm connecting to, to spirit. Okay. Spirit is I'm the mouthpiece of spirit today. And if 
I connect with someone who's passed away, I'm only connecting to that person and only for the highest good of everyone involved, not just me, not just my client, but for everyone. Gotcha. Gotcha. So not, not only is it a, am I not talking to a demon who's masquerading as my grandma, <laughs> but if I am talking to my grandma, I also don't want the asshole side of her, <laughs> you know? Maybe she's right. turned. Who knows what's in the next life? Maybe you can <laughs> turn. Like, fuck, fuck if we know. That's what's happening over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just setting that intention. And human spirits, they're a whole nother realm. <laughs> well, if, of, well, it's like what Ram Dass said. He's like, I, he's like, I know, he's like, I know, a, I know a disembodied voice. Whatever his name is, like Hubert. He's like, yeah, he's just, he's just like this angel. He like knows my mom and dad. They passed away. They were all friends. And like, he hasn't gone on to the next life. He's somewhere in between. This is Ram Dass. He's always talking nonchalantly about this like higher shit. And he's like, and Hubert also told me to invest in U.S. Steel. Just because Hubert's an angel does not mean that he's a stock expert. He's like, I happen to know Hubert, and he lived no extraordinary life. So although I love you, Hubert, like I'm not taking your advice on U.S. Steel. He's like, you're just. You lived in a normal house like me. If you lived in a penthouse, I'd maybe be like, oh, he probably knows how to play the market. He's like, I love you, Hubert, but don't... He's like, just because something is in a higher realm doesn't, A, mean it's smarter or wiser, and that also means it's not necessarily good. Just because it's over there. Oh, it's an angel. Yeah, but it might be like a really a really bad thing masquerading as an angel, right? Yeah, they're just all different realms of consciousness. And this is why protection in general is good like adding it into your morning of just protecting your human, protecting your mind, hmm. protecting your energy, protecting and setting intention of today. My intention is to observe my thoughts. My intention today is observe my emotions and allow me to observe them before I take action on them. Hmm. When you set that intention, there's no way you won't experience it. It's just like when I tell people, ask for a sign. Have you ever done that before? Mm -hmm. Have you ever asked for a sign? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can do it from like your past loved ones. You can make it really clear. Like, I want to see a blackbird by the end of today. And then you just allow them to to bring that energy into you. You what what you want, the one thing you can do is is command, you know, command the things that you desire in your life. So you command protection. And so it is. You just allow things to just unfold. It's not this big ordeal. You don't have to worry, am I protected enough? Yeah, you are. You want I like the word highest good, you know? So yeah. with your with your meditations even, you could set intention of like what do you want to get out of it? Do you want to go into the Akashic records and see a past life? Yeah, set that intention. Yeah. You want to go connect with galactic beings? Set that intention. You will. I'm telling you right now. So yeah. it's it's all about, you know, and you can just say I'm asking for protection over myself in every realm and dimension that I move through. Yeah. No, that's that's I I always like do tell myself that when I'm meditating, basically just like it's like the legalese of just covering everything, I'm like yeah, basically like I'm good, sure. no demons, no fuck all that shit, all good stuff. Like if it's suffering because it's like how I need to grow, then like that's okay, right? You don't right. you don't ask for protection and then go to the gym and go why are the weights heavy? And it's like that's not that's not protection, asshole. You got to exercise. exercise. Right, you still <laughs> might experience. Still like... suck. Yeah, it's. Resistance. Yeah, you might experience memories that don't feel the best, but they may trigger an emotional response to allow for more space, you know, yeah. because as you're evolving, it literally is a frequency, so your vibration becomes higher, therefore the lower frequency can't stay there, it either has to raise, or it has to go away. And so that's the other thing with evolution, that's why it's not easy 
is because you have to kind of allow this stuff to come up so you can release it so that you can be lighter. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's an idea I often play with of like, um, how do I word this? Let me try to think of how to word it. I've never been able to word it correctly, which probably means I don't understand it well enough. Because if you can't explain something simply, then you don't understand it well enough. But whatever, fuck me. It's like, by being myself and, you know, moving towards. So, like, there is an alternative timeline where I decided to go to medical school. And it mm -hmm. sucked, and I had to deal with losing a brother right before that. There's a timeline where I went to medical school and also didn't lose a brother. There's a timeline where I decided not to go to medical school and also, and I'm doing a podcast with my brother. It's all possible, right. whatever, right? There's a timeline where you and I didn't do this episode today. There's a timeline where, like, the toilet did explode and, you know, the podcast ended abruptly. And that's just, that was the end of the podcast. The toilet exploded, killed me, and that's it. And you're wanted for murder. <laughs> and like, I'm what? still here saying, yeah. No, 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 yeah, no. The conspiracies will arise around you. They're like, this demon woman conjured up in a, a toilet demon <laughs> yeah. and it this killed Tommy. medium. Deep state hit. <laughs> but, like, um... Do we, as individuals, are we all in one reality? Well, I guess there is just one omniscient reality. But are we in this timeline where if I want to be a better person and I am a better person, is everyone else still observing that me? So I'm trying to. It's right at the, right the tip of my tongue. Like, if I become a better person, mm -hmm. does, like, my entire reality start to reflect that? Like, do, you know, as you become more selfless and more loving and forgiving, I always imagine, like, does the world start to reflect that as it's almost like your own dream? Like, maybe there are less wars or there's, like, more, there's, in general, it starts to be echoed. When you yourself are empathetic and loving it's like, don't be surprised if like a billionaire donates all their money to cancer research. And it's like you start to mirror your own world. It's, it ripples out. The frequencies go out and it starts to resonate on higher and higher levels. Or can you still be your best self, but the entire world can still go to shit? That's what I always like. Are we navigating all of our own independent realities? Like are the guys I knew in college, are they still in this timeline with me? Or are those different people? Are those the people that went down the medical school timeline with me? And am I experiencing different versions of that? Does that make sense? Am I getting anywhere yeah, near what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, so, so I think the question is, is as I shift, does my external world shift? Or is it just like a thought process? Like is the is world an individual shifting happening? within so, this world or are we shifting on our own whole timelines and bringing along like our entire reality with us? We're just tunneling I, into different ones. I feel like it's, both right Fuck. so so like for example i'll give myself as an example so i dedicate my life to being the best version of who i can be and every moment if something's coming up i'm asking what is that what is the lesson here what do i need to be learning how can i move through this what where can i how can i get through this process and in doing that i have found that my external world reflects different things than it used to so, for example, I'm not seeing what's going on in the world. Does it mean it's not happening? No, obviously it's happening. But if, if it wasn't for my husband, I wouldn't know anything that's going on because I don't watch the news. Yeah. I don't like I don't I it's in my reality. It does not exist. Gotcha. OK, no, I got that entirely. 
However, because I know certain things are happening and it's the way of the world, especially if it's something in your front yard, you kind of can't deny that something's happening. Your perspective is what then shapes what's happening. So for example, if there's a tornado coming, you, if you're in a higher state of being, you might not be freaking out. You're just like, okay, this is just what it is that we're going to do and we're going to experience it the way that we are. But then the neighbor who has super high anxiety and super stressed out is like running around screaming, making sure everybody's okay. So it's a, I think it's more of a perception. Your perception changes. So as you change, your perception changes. So when you start to say, this is my truth, I don't want to go out to the party. It doesn't mean that the people at the party aren't going to be pissed about it, but you aren't going to care. Therefore, your perception is gotcha. if they're upset, that's them. You know, like no, it's I, all I, internal. I got you entire. Like we can all be on a plane together. You can be freaking the fuck out. Cause I used to hate flying, or you can just be like chilling watching a movie. And someone next to you Everyone's- can also be chilling and watching their own movie. Right. Or internally, they're freaking out. They look completely calm. Everyone's living in their own realities. But we're all on the same plane. Right. And then turbulence comes. One person is thinking, oh, we're about to die. The other person's like, it's turbulence. So you're literally constantly creating these realities in your mind. So when you were thinking about, oh, the toilet exploded, you've now created that reality in your mind. When you see that in your mind, that's your third eye, by the way. That's how like psychic see visions is like, if you right now imagine like, Oh, the toilet exploded. I didn't even know what I meant by that when I said that, by the way. Like, what what do I even mean by a toilet exploding? Sorry, keep going. It's just what came to your mind. (laughs) It's never an example I've ever used before. Like a a bomb? What are you talking about? Sorry, keep keep, keep going. (laughs) How would that even happen? Um, But but that's how we create all these different realities. Hmm. And then if you put that thought with an emotion a bunch together and visualize so much, then you might have experiences that will then show that in your reality. Okay. It's so like... maybe your toilet, like if you really were hyper-focused on the toilet, let's just go with this, okay? okay? Re- exploding and you're like, actually believe it's possible. You have anxiety about it. You're thinking about it a bunch. You may have something happen with the toilet that makes a loud noise. doesn't mean it actually explodes, but you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. like your reality will reflect these things. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like I don't know, it's like a like a white light source <clears throat> and like you can do a million things with the light. You can stare at it and burn your eyes, you can close your eyes and try to sleep. You can put a prison up to it and get a, you know, a rainbow. You can hold up a micro, uh, magnifying glass and start a fire. You can put up a solar panel and get energy. It's like you can do the light is the light and it's objectively there. How are you perceiving it? I yeah, I often think about that like like I'll play with that every once in a while. I'll be like, not gonna get on Reddit, not gonna get on any social media. Delete all the apps from my phone. Like I'll, you know, I'll text my buddies, but like no, no news, no doom scrolling, no nothing. Is reality still happening outside of that? And like I, I'm like I think it is, but something wild. Like my parents have an awesome lake house, and in the last couple of years they've got internet. But for a couple of years, if you went up there. Once you're like an hour out, like you're just way out there, like you'd stop getting service on your phone and you'd just be in this weird sort of twilight zone where you just be out in the woods and it's, you know, fully functioning, nice place. There was just no internet, no service. And at first, like the first day you didn't really know what to do. You kept like looking at your phone and you're like, there's only so much you can do. Eventually by like day two, you eventually kind of cast the phone aside. You're like, well, that's, there's no longer doing me anything. And you know, I don't know, you kind of maybe built a fire or something 
and it's weird. Your sleep starts to get better. You fall asleep when it gets dark out instead of playing on your... It really is almost like, hey, this is what I should be doing, but that's another thing for another time. Right. <laughs> By like day three or day four, your internal monologue, the constant input of the news starts to starts to wither. You know, it's like a it's like a friendship that you don't continually water. It eventually kind of just goes away. It's not good or bad. It's just what it is. The news starts slipping away. The idea of the economy or the military or politics, this, the left or the right. Or, it all starts. And you just, then it's just you. And even then you kind of, because you're not texting anyone, you don't have any service. You kind of regress into this just like, like, God, the mountains are beautiful. <laughs> right? You're just like, look at that lake's just shimmering. You get in bed, you're like, God, this bed's so warm. You're like, how lucky am I? I have this bed. You're like, this bed's fucking awesome. There's a fire crackling. You're like, how cool sleep. You just get to lay down and just kind of relax. And it's just all these, it all goes away. Now, does that mean that there's not still a war? No, I think the war in Ukraine's still happening. But your reality is no longer there. Like that reality. Right. If you never turn on Sports Center, like I'm sure sports are still happening, but I haven't watched Sports Center in like 20 years. So is it? Like for me? And it's no. Right. And it's exactly. And it's kind of like that thought process, like on the other side of the door of your room that you're in. You don't yeah. really know if your bedroom is there or not. I think it is. But I'm not sure. Until you open the door and go there. But yeah. then. Does the office exist? Who knows? It's just, it's really interesting. And this is the beauty of it, though, is that you can create your reality consciously. Yeah. yeah. Or unconsciously. Yeah. Which most people are doing it unconsciously. Yeah. And when you, like, let it seep in. But then there's, like, the other thing of, like, it's very peaceful. And then you're like, oh, you're like, well, how come I'm always plugged in the news? Why do I always do that if it's all so bad? And then you start to look at that in a different light. You go, well, it's also kind of exciting. And you're like, oh, you're not addicted. If it was all bad, you wouldn't do it. You also like the crazy shit. Did you see what so-and-so did? It's gone viral. You know, whatever. Kanye said this. You're like, what the fuck is this? Like, Right. So you have to take the good with the bad. It's like, it's a great high, but it's also a really bad hangover. Like, Right. And I don't know. And I always come back to that. I'm like, why do I watch anything? And I'm like, because it's also... If you do plug in, it's just the craziest fucking movie that's happening in real time every day. Literally. Just the oh, wildest our, plot. The world is just, just fucking off the cliff. This is happening. That's happening. And you're just like, this is batshit insane. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe then that's maybe you just have to experience it until it no longer tickles your fancy. Like maybe you have to go through a hundred incarnations of like Maybe I was doing the same thing 500 years ago. I'm like, meditation's cool, but I want to go watch the Knights joust on horses. Like, it is cool, isn't it? We can go to the fucking pub and drink mead or whatever. Maybe you have to do it for X number of lifetimes before you're finally like, yeah, I've seen all the drama. I've done all the fucking... And then you just slowly, I don't know, dissolve out into your own reality. Right? Because ultimately... Why would we even create the idea of we have to be in hell and escape? Like zoom out from even there. Well, it's for it's for spiritual growth. Well, why do we even need to grow? Eventually, it kind of comes to it's like oh well, I've probably 
just been sitting in ecstatic bliss for a trillion, trillion years. You're like, let's try something new. Right. And, you know, they say that this is a pretty desirable place to be on Earth. Yeah. What is it called? Like, what they call it? Like, Hindus call it Leela? Leela, the play? You're just watching the great play? I mean... It's all it is. It's like, you don't have to watch it. It's just... There's... I think it's still the background of my phone. Yeah. Um, I don't know how well you can see it. It's, uh... Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is Samsara. We suffer here. Take your sensitive ass back to Nirvana. And it's like, you can go back to Nirvana, and it's just... It's like daycare. It's, it's you know, the, the mother's bosom. It's just peace and love. You're back in the womb. And that's great. But if, like, you want to fucking party, like, we're here in Samsara. Like, welcome to Earth. There might be nuclear yeah. war. You might find love. There might be a puppy. You might get shot dead. It's like welcome to Samsara, bitch. And it's like duality. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess that's it. Going to a crazy party is like this might end great. We might get arrested. And it's like, all right. Well, if it's not for you, then don't come to the party, bitch. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. It's it's um. It's an interesting place, that's for sure. You can just see Holly consciously wondering why she came on this show. She's like, no, f- she's like, what the fuck is this person? How much longer do I have? No, I'm kidding. Um, no, it is. It's interesting. Yeah, it's no, it's a trip. Um, well, I, I do got to go in like five minutes. We got to wrap this one okay. up. Um, I'd love to do it again, dude. You're a cool fucking person to talk to. What did we not touch on that you maybe want to touch on in the final couple of minutes, or that we could set up the next show to be? What did I not in my unhinged ramblings? What did I not touch on? Um, hmm. I don't know. We touched on a lot of things. We got on plumbing. Um, like what? I said we got. We did touch on plumbing. Wasn't expecting that, but we. I mean, either hell, sunk. demons. I think that the biggest thing is that we're all in different states of consciousness, and the guides or spiritual beings outside of us are also in different states of consciousness. And we can tap into whatever state of consciousness we desire at any time if we take the time to do so. And as you do that, it allows you to look at life in whatever perspective that state is, right? Like we have these different realms of dimensions, if you will. And you can choose how you want to look at things. You can choose the way you perceive things. You can choose the way you allow life to happen or at least your reaction to life and i think the moral of the story is really to remember your connection to self which is really a connection to the divine is everything going to be okay i don't know that doesn't necessarily mean like the the economy or the world or human creations or the planet or an at or whatever. I just mean as consciousness, as I am, right? Mm-hmm. The only thing you can ever truly know is that I am. You don't even know if time's real. But you do know it's that not. I am. Yeah, no, it's not spoiler alert. It's not. You do know that I am. Yeah. Like I'm okay, like I know this much. Even if I'm a brain in a vat, there still is the experience of brain in the vat. In that kind of grand scale encompassing totality of ultimate reality is everything going to be all right yes you don't look too confident 
No, I think, of course it is. Well, do you want it to be? Yeah, because there's yeah. people in this world that have perception that they think everything's going to shit. So what are they going to see in their reality? Hmm. So it's really a put it back on you, hmm. you know, or the person you're asking, is everything going to be okay? I don't know. Do you think it's going to be okay? For me, I, get, I think it's going to be great. I guess my very asking that question implies that I don't think it's okay now. Right. Well, yeah. If, do you think if it's, it's gonna be okay? What do you mean it's gonna? It's like saying, Holly, do you think you and I are ever gonna do a podcast? Like, we're right now, literally right now, we're doing. One. Sorry, I can't hear you. You can't hear me. Go back. <laughs> uh, no, you're, no, no, you're good. I said it's like, uh, it's like if I asked you, like right now, Holly, do you think you and I will ever do a podcast? You'd be like, we are literally recording a podcast right now. Right. So it's like by saying, is everything gonna be okay? It's like, it is okay. Like, it is. I mean, right now, everything's okay, right? In your reality, where you are. It's fine. Right here, right now. The microphone's working. The toilet's fine. Did you just hear like a muffled boom in the background. Like, Fuck! Yeah, uh, we're out. We yeah, get we're, yeah. No, but really, like, of, of course it is if you want it to be. And I think that's the biggest thing is, unfortunately, people are stuck in a state of suffering mentally and they don't know how to get out of that and so if you are always focusing on the suffering then that's what you're going to see in your life which will continually create more suffering mm. so the question is is again getting getting better with asking the universe the questions of how can it get better than this mm. how can life look different in my reality and you can ask this to your higher self or to spirit whatever you want to use but just asking those important questions because the universe is a reflection. So when you ask those questions in that way, you know, if life is so good, show me how. If I'm so worthy of having the things that I want, show me. Yeah. If I'm supported, show me how, you know, and you just start and then you just pay attention to your reality and let it create the answer because we are limitless beings. This can be a space where we are, you know, we have fruit trees that we can go to all the time. We just unfortunately, at least in America, live in places where, you know, that's not readily available to everyone. So again, it's it's show me how. And if you can continue to ask those important questions, not not like, fuck, what am I supposed to do with this dude that I can't stand that's living in my house? Like, you know what to do. You need to be asking deeper questions to the universe deeper questions to yourself. Why do I stay in chaos? Why do I worry about shit, you know? And when you ask those questions, you'll get the answers. And when you get the answers, you then become the observer and you can choose to be someone or do something different. Hmm. That is something I like to, I have to remind myself to do it. But it, instead of saying like, God, you know, can you please make this world less hellish? You can kind of flip it. It's almost like a playful, like, show me how cool this thing can be. You almost like call his bluff. You're like, all right, so you're the creator. You can do everything, right? Like, yeah. Instead of asking, like, the, you know, the most basic bitch questions, like, can you end all war and famine? You know, instead you're just like, show me how cool this thing can be. Like, you, right. You're the coolest nightclub owner ever. You're God. Show me how dope this club can be, Right. Like, right. show me how fucking cool it can be. Show me how loving it can Show me, like, surprise me. Show me that this evil place can turn around. Like, let me see, like, what you can do. Like, I want to be, like, I want to be blown away. I want to, like, 
go see like a musician put on a show and you're like that melted my face like that was incredible like i want to watch a sports game where you're truly even if you don't like sports you're still just like holy shit like i was watching the final four with my dad the other night and like some team won the last second i don't even fucking pay attention to sports but you're still like Next thing I know, I'm like, let's go! I'm like screaming for some <laughs> yeah. school I'd never heard of before. I'm like, You're the best man uh, ever. <laughs> and it's just like, I want to see that. I want to see something so universal that I don't even have to understand the sport, but still be excited. Like, I want to see how beautiful this place can be and how like, right. like creative and, and loving and hopeful. And like, I've already seen how bad you can make it. And I, you know, <laughs> I respect, hey, you did a good job. You've, you, I've seen how you can create hell on earth. Jeffrey Epstein trafficked children to presidents and no one gives a fuck. There's a war and, you know, the Holocaust. Hey, I've seen you flex, you flex your creativity. You clearly understand the darkness. But I want to hear a happy song now. You show me how right. sad you can make a song. Show me a little range. I want to see a happy song. And I think that's kind of like, I don't know, call the universe or God's bluff. Be like, make it cool. And asking, you know, what can you do then? Like taking yes, it one and then step how further. Can I be, how can I How can I, how be can I yeah I like it it's it's a a really cool way to live if you dig this world it can be a marvelous time fuck yeah well Miss Holly Renee that was fun as hell <laughs> yeah fuck yeah this is like the most like just like beautiful symbolism and it's like fuck yeah fuck it's so enlightened dude fucking Let's most enlightened dig. bro out here I'm fucking enlightened as fuck dude yeah it's, it's like total <laughs> dichotomy of like bro energy and meditation <sighs> I'm so fucking at peace, dude. Satori. <laughs> masculine. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking going to Nirvana the fuck out of this shit and just like dab and take a shot or something. Um, uh, but wow. that was awesome, dude. I loved having you on. I'd love to do this again sometime. Um, yeah, yeah. And can you, in our email, can you send me the links to your stuff so I can put it in the description so people can just easily go find you? Yeah, we'll do that. Awesome. Thank you cool. so much. This was a badass conversation. I needed it. It was very therapeutic for me. Um, Yeah, thank you. It was very nice to meet you, and I hope to chat again. All right. Thank you so much, everybody watching. Go check her out. Thank you. Love each other. Be cool. Recording stopped. Oh, yeah.